My name is Sarah Dudnitz, and you're listening to PR Hangover, a public relations podcast brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter. All right, so do you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves? Yeah, uh, my name is Brianna Ramo, and I am a group sales rep for the Grand Rapids Griffins. My name is Jessica Bishop. I am a season ticket development manager for the Grand Rapids Griffins. Well, thank you guys for being here. Um, do you each want to give us a little bit of a spiel about, you know, where you went to school, how you decided you wanted to do what you do, things like that? Yeah. Just do- oh. Go for it. Cool. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I came to Grand Valley in the fall of 2013, and I was a healthcare major up until the middle of my junior year. Uh, and then I had a life crisis, and then I switched majors, and... I, yeah, I ended up going into um, communications with a minor in hospitality and knowing I kind of wanted to work in um, sports and in events and entertainment and things like that. So um, I, my first internship with the Griffins was in 2016 as a game night intern, which is pretty basic level stuff. And then that next year I came in as a sales intern for them and then they hired me on in the summer of 2018. Yes. So, yeah, this would be technically my fourth season, but second full time. So, um, yeah, it's been really great and liked it a lot. So, cool. Jess? Awesome. Yeah, so I am from Battle Creek, Michigan. Um, I decided to come to Grand Valley because no one was went to Grand Valley when I was coming to school in 2011. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I was like, I want to be different and go somewhere else. Um, yeah, so I knew I always wanted to do something like business, marketing. I'm really good with people. I've worked in retail all throughout college and even in high school. So I decided to go into advertising and public relations with an ad emphasis. Um, so I did that all through uh, college. And I just really liked the, all, all the aspects of it. Um, and I knew that I could translate that into sports. So I kind of took the easy way out without going to the business school. And I did comm school. <laughs> And I think it worked out because I'm still able to, you know, be creative in the position that I'm in, um, you know, in sales, marketing, everything like that. So, yeah, I had a few internships before the Griffins, um, all in sports um, while I was in college. So I did that. And, yeah, there I am. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything specific that made you interesting, interested in sports marketing or did, was it something that you just always knew you wanted to go into? <laughs> um. I don't know. I, I kind of growing up, I we didn't go to sporting events a lot as a family, but like I, as I got older and I could drive, like I really liked. I'm from the east side as well. Well, I guess you're not from the east side, I'm so but um, <laughs> I'm from the east side, and so um, like I'm south of Detroit, but I'm north of Toledo, and mm-hmm. so there's a couple different options for like baseball teams and hockey teams and everything like that. And so when we would go to those events, I always thought like okay, someone here runs this, right? Like, it's someone, it's literally someone's job to make other people happy in, like, because who doesn't like going to a sporting event? So um, that was kind of my first thought process. I had no idea what I wanted to do in sports or entertainment or anything like that, but I just figured, like, okay, I'm sure there's, like, way more behind-the-scenes stuff than I know, and I'm a super nosy person, and so, like, I was like, I I need to know, like, what that looks like. So um, that's kind of why when I was going through my whole, like, major change and everything, I wanted to make sure, like, you know, I I did other internships outside of the Griffins as well um, in sports and entertainment, but, yeah, when it came down to it, it was just, like, a matter of, like, it's literally your job to give someone, like, a fantastic experience, and so that was kind of, like, my thing. I was like, all right, well... 
I like people, and so if I get to make people happy and get paid for it, we're just going to go with it. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah, that was my thing. Yeah, I would say it's kind of similar for me, too. So, like, growing up, um, I'd always watch baseball with my dad. Like, baseball is my favorite sport, but I knew I never wanted to work in it because it's way too many games in the summer. <laughs> a lot of games. Um, but I gave it a shot. Um, so, yeah, with watching sports throughout my childhood with my dad, that's something that I knew I wanted to do. Going to a lot of baseball games and just kind of bonding over that and yeah like seeing all the people on the field I was like I want to do that like I want to be a part of this um so that was what my first internship was um in 2014 I interned with a baseball team and that's when I kind of knew like I like this I don't want to be a game night intern I want to be something a little bit more in depth and kind Mm -hmm. of you know be in charge of like the marketing or the sales process so that's when it really opened my eyes that like I like this and I just need to figure out what sport I want to be in Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of grew like I started with the sales and now I'm doing like more marketing and sales which I like to like hone in on my skills of being creative um, so yeah sports growing up was something that I was super interested in and just kind of works that I get to have fun and attend games all the time but I still get to work and have fun and I, I'm a people person so being able to make our season ticket members happy and mm-hmm. just fulfill that experience it's someone's first game and that you know, I can help be a part of that. It's just a good feeling to know that, like, I can I can do that. Yeah, and I think something that Jess can probably attest to is, like, we work in sales, right? And so, essentially, when I when I was first introduced to the world of sales, I was like, no. I was like, uh, that sounds like soul, soul-sucking. That's, yes. like, my top five jobs <laughs> I will never do. And then once I kind of saw how it ran, you know, and I guess maybe more so in my world, but it's, like, it's my job's essentially, like, if event planning and sales had a baby, right? Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's literally, <laughs> I've been group sales, so I'm in charge of, like, putting on bachelorette parties and company outings and yeah. fundraisers and, like, you name it. And so... That was, like, that was really cool to see that, like, you know, sales isn't just cold calling all day or just, like, selling people insurance that they don't want or, like, AT&T, right? Like, that's awful, so. I think we have it pretty easy, too, with, like, being in the market that we're in uh, in Grand Rapids with having so many yeah. sports mm-hmm. sports teams that I think anywhere else I might not be as lucky or as happy, but with being at the Griffins, we definitely have it easy. We have people that are interested in us, people calling us, people that want to be yeah. a part of this. So I think that's well, and it stems from the fact that obviously we're the farm team for the Red Wings, right? And there's a huge Red Wings just like following in general, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have this legacy and, you know, we're two and a half hours away. So we are kind of like the next choice for people who want to see a hockey game, don't want to travel two and a half hours, don't want to pay hundred dollars a ticket right you know they can still come have a good time and still see some of the same players that you know you'll see eventually like somewhere in the wings so um yeah like just said we have a fantastic market and kind of looking into other ahl teams like you don't find a lot of teams like that or that have like that same like following so yeah it's really just kind of like the perfect storm like all mixed into one mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah um so you've both been working in this field for four ish years mm-hmm. about um, have there been any big challenges that you've had to face? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the one glaring one that I'm sure Jess can attest to is that sports is a male-dominated industry. And so it's hard sometimes. Um, not necessarily in our office, but when you work with clients. Like, I remember when I was a sales intern, like, one of the first calls I ever got was this guy who he was like, oh, yeah, I want tickets by the blue line, if you even know where that is. 
right? Like, so it's it's just like like slide comments like that. It's like you can't do anything about it, right? You still have to be a professional. You still have to, you know, but you also want to stand your ground. And you want to make sure like people know that like you are a serious person like in this organization right like just because like I'm not a guy doesn't mean like I don't know as much or like because really like you know on paper like they don't really care about like who's selling what it's like kind of like your numbers like what do your numbers look like you know and also if like your clients are happy like that's kind of that's the end goal is just to make sure everyone's happy so I think that's like the biggest one Mm -hmm. I don't know I would say more kind of focusing on like my department um we have a lot of options when it comes to season tickets and selling and everything like that. So being able to show that you're knowledgeable and you know what you're talking about versus like, I'm just trying to sell you this. I want you to buy this full season ticket package because I know it's more expensive and I'm going to make more money off of it. When you need to actually listen, listen to what their needs and their wants and find the perfect plan for them. So you, they not only you build the trust between them but then they you know come to the end and they realize like yeah this was perfect for me and then that's how kind of they spread the word to everyone else and they get you the referrals and it it just kind of all falls into place so yeah just yeah yeah i think another one too that you know people don't really think about when they because a lot of people we get a lot of job shadows and you know they're always like oh we want to work in sports we want to work in sports which is awesome and i totally encourage it but at the same time uh, I think that some people don't really realize like everything that goes on behind the scenes and the fact that it is a eight month season and sometimes within those eight months you are working 80 plus hours because you had four games in seven days. Next week, right. three games. And so, oh, right. No. And so it's like... 13 hour days. Correct. Yeah, you're 13 hour days. Like you're, it's it's a lot. And so by, you know, January, February, you are you have to like dig deep, right? Like, and we, and we love our jobs. Like mm-hmm. we love our jobs, but... You know, sometimes it's just like, man, like, I really wish I just had, like, a Saturday. Not even to go out, just to, like, do nothing, mm-hmm. right? Like, so, I mean, that's why we have an off-season and we definitely get to kind of, like, refresh in, like, that time. But um, that is, like, one of the big things when we tell people, like, when you work in sports, like, you are not watching the game. Like, you are, like, actually working. So, um, definitely, like, one of my biggest pieces of advice when I tell people that want to work in sports is, like, make sure you love your job, not the team. Because you, prime example, last Friday was opening night. I think I saw seven minutes total. I saw zero. Maybe. I saw like, zero minutes. And it's because I was, like, waiting for something in our Zamboni tunnel. So, right. yeah, I think those, I mean, those are just, like, a couple of, like, the bigger ones, I guess, that people wouldn't necessarily, like, see on the outside. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I know I've interviewed people before who have said something similar, and they've said, you have to love what you're doing, and you have to have a lot of passion for it. Yeah. it can be easy, I think, to become sort of jaded and, mm-hmm. and trust me there's difficult. times where I'm like oh I have a free night and somebody's like let's go to a running team I'm like I don't really want to do that in hockey right I, I love it right but I just want to stay home right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that but thank you yeah what is your favorite thing about what you do whether it's like one standout moment or just overall something that you love about it yeah, I would say, again, for me in my department, with working with members that are either full season members, 20 game plan members, 10 game plan members, it's the fact of building those relationships with these people. For for me, having working with them for four years now, I know a lot about them. They, If I see them out on the street, I'm like, hey, like, how are you? Like, we pick up right where we left off. And it, even with having a very long off season, <laughs> um, with opening night last Friday, 
they came right up to me and, and we just left off right where we were at. It, mm-hmm. it was nice to, you know, build these relationships, <clears throat> friendships with these people and know that I can trust them. Like, I have one guy that he, it's really funny, for my wedding, he he bought me a membership to the boat club where we live. Like, it's just <laughs> things like that. Like, he's like, you live right down the street from me. Let's do this. Um, so just building those relationships and seeing the same people, knowing them by name, knowing their family, watching them grow. Like, I have these other members they have two little boys when they first saw them their son was one and now he's going to be five like Mm -hmm. it's just kind of cool to see that and know that we are making that experience possible for them and I don't know it's just cool to mix it up every year Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think like like I said my experience and Jess's experience are a little different because she sees her clients like pretty much every game whereas like mine I might see once I'll see once maybe twice a season depending Mm -hmm. but um yeah, it's it is really cool when you you know when people call back each season and they're like, hey Brianna, like how's it how's it going? And I'm like, oh my gosh, good Bill, like how's your summer, right? Just yeah. like it's like you're catching up like old friends, and so um, yeah, I think that part's really cool. And then also too, I always really enjoyed like being part of just something bigger than like I guess like ourselves, right? So it's like we're not really doing this for us necessarily. We're doing this because like the Griffins have like this reputation and like they have this like kind of like obligation to like entertain the city and to like bring all this excitement in and so it's like we get to be a part of that and you know obviously we're not like on the ice like playing with the team but you know we we are a big part of like how it all kind of works and functions and I think without like one of us it's kind of like it it, you can tell you know if like Mm -hmm. someone's kind of like down and out for a game or you know they miss a game like you can tell like it is very much noticed so um yeah I always just thought like Having a regular nine to five, I don't really know what that looks like, and if they would have that same like team feeling, but like we definitely do, which was kind of my favorite part. That's awesome. Yeah, another thing that's kind of my favorite. Um, so obviously, I have a sales focus, but with this role, I've been able to go to my direct boss and kind of ask for more. Um, so kind of shedding light on wanting to do more marketing things. I wanted to broaden my resume of not just being strictly sales focused. So mm-hmm. I was able to you know, take on more. So one of the sales, I would say, campaigns that we do every year is called our Holiday Pack. Um, And when I started, it was not doing the greatest. Um, So it was kind of exciting to be able to revamp that and see it grow and see my efforts and my planning from top to bottom, from when it starts to when it ends, like everything, kind of see that unfold and to know that, I think I tried doing the math one from like the first year to the year that I took it over, it was like a 350% increase, which I was like, how is that possible? But it was just that low and we increased it that much. So it was cool to be like, okay, like maybe I do know what I'm doing. Like I didn't go that <laughs> ad, that ad PR route, but I was still able to take things that I learned at Grand Valley and kind of put it into that. So it was cool to be like, okay, so I got the touch. Like mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Um, so I'd say that's what's a part of what my favorite things to do is being able to, you know, kind of be diverse in that sales role yeah and we get a lot of freedom with what we get to do and you know just because we aren't the wing so we're a little smaller and so like I could have an idea today and then I could literally be implemented by Thursday you know so um I think there's a lot of just like you know when you're able to take things and run with it and you're not like pigeonholed to something like mm-hmm. it helps I know I've had one guest on the podcast if you've been listening wink wink that <laughs> has said one really cool thing about his job is he sort of gets to like alter his job description however he wants with like mm. things that he wants to do more of like you said or 
sort of like what he's passionate about, he can sort of tailor it himself. So that kind of sounds like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Have you seen um, in the past four-ish years any like public relations marketing trends? Like how are things changing in the work that you're doing? Yeah, so I actually was talking with our direct PR department um, for a couple weeks now, kind of asking them questions because some of it's apparent to everyone, but some of it's not. And one thing, when I was asking Randy Cleves, maybe he starts to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Hi, Randy. <laughs> um, I was asking him, and the one thing, he's like, it's relevant, but irrelevant is the press. So obviously, you know, press is a huge thing, but for today's day and age, we have social media, we have technology. So sure, we're going to send them stuff where we want them to cover, like, oh, look at this story, or this story, or Zadina did this, or the team is doing this, but... I, I guess I've heard in Grand Rapids right now that they only, depending on what outlet you're using, they don't have that many you know, sports reporters. So it's like two to four people covering all sports at all times. They're trying to figure things out. So they don't have all the time to cover you know, what their Griffins are doing. So you kind of have to take that into your own hands. I think that's why you know, we are lucky we have a great PR department to get all the information out and they're on top of it you know, just with everything that we're doing. So if it's something where, you know, we need to get a message out to the fans that they're able to do that with our technology or social media. And we can kind of keep them in the know without having to rely on the press to do that. So I would say that is one of the big PR trends that they had mentioned is, you know, we can pitch in the stories. They, we need the coverage, but we can do it ourselves. You know, thank goodness for social media. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's kind of in, like, the balls in your court. Yeah. Like, how you mm-hmm. want the story to go. Exactly. Like yeah. Yep. Into, uh, I think, unlike the marketing side of it, it's like it's not enough just to, you know, have Zadina on your team, right? Like, that, that is not what's going to get, like, people in the seats. Like, you have to, like, just, like, every year, like, you have to have, like, just more cutting-edge things or more just, like, exciting, like, promos, theme nights, like, whatever you want to call it. The just whole to, experience. Yeah, yeah, like, people want more. Like, maybe, you know, I... Back, way back when, you know, it was probably just enough to be like, hey, we have, you know, um, Steve Eisenman on my team, like, let's go to Rodin's game. Like, that that might have been enough, but, like, right now, it's it's not, you know. So I think just kind of like in Matt, who's our VP of uh, ticket sales, um, he's very also into our marketing, too, and he's very aware of that. So he's like, okay, like, what can we do? Like, what can we create to help – you know, bring our fans in, you know, what can we, what kind of different experience can we give them that they can't get, you know, at a Whitecaps game, at a Drive game, or even at a Red Wings game, you know, like, what can we do to kind of, like, um, just, like, go with that, so, um, that would be my biggest thing, I think. What advice would you give either to yourself at 20 years old, or just somebody who wants to do what you guys do? Yeah, I would say at 20, even before 20, I would say definitely go for internships. Mm. Sure, you're, like, for example, me, my uh, degree is in ad PR, and I did a bunch of, like, sports internships that were either marketing or sales, and yeah, I guess it kind of falls under all under the same umbrella, but honestly, get yourself out there, because you could go to school for this and go a completely different route. All of my friends, what, five years out, and all my friends are pretty much in different things than what they graduated in. So don't be afraid to take that leap. It might lead you back to what you wanted to do. Like I 
went sales after ad PR and I want to eventually get back to marketing. I want to be more creative. So just take as many internship opportunities as you can because for the fact of the people that you're going to meet, um, you never know that could lead you to another door that opens into something that you want to do. Just always just put yourself... Get your foot in the door. Get yeah. your foot in the door. Get that experience because mm-hmm. I was like, I hate sales. Like I would never want to do this. Mm-hmm. And here I am. <laughs> few awards later... Uh, six seasons into sports it's yeah it's definitely something that you should do because you never know you think at 20 that you know everything and you don't and it's definitely a learning experience from me being 20 to now 26 it's completely different so yeah I guess that's just my biggest thing take that leap learn just be open uh one thing when I was going into interview interviews I just would tell them you know I want to learn everything Mm -hmm. like I will te- like teach me anything I want to learn and that was a big thing like especially with getting my position with the Griffins that really uh, stood out to my boss it was like the fact that you just wanted to learn is something that I was excited for because some people are pretty set in their ways but just be open to learn and just go for it that's what I would say yeah and I think too like my I think I was 20 actually when I switched my major and everything and I remember my biggest fear I was like oh my gosh what if I don't graduate on time? Like, what am I going to do? And in hindsight, like, I don't know. I kind of I had to think about it. Like, okay, you could either take an extra semester and, you know, figure out what you want. Or you could graduate on time and then hate yourself, essentially, mm-hmm. and, like, your job. So um, my thing would be go with what your gut says because that's what I did. And it obviously ended up working out. Um, and two, like, and I would, again, super stress, like, take as many internships as possible because when I started this process of, like, figuring out what, you know, career path I wanted to do, like, yeah, four years ago, if you would have told me, you're going to do sales, I would have laughed in your face, like, no (laughs) way. But, like, it's just all about one, like, kind of meeting the right people in the right environment, you know, um, and just kind of figuring out when I started as, you know, a, a game night with the Griffins, I was like... They're like, okay, well, like, what do you want to do for, like, a job? And I'm like, I don't know. Can I do this for the rest of my life? And they're like, no. (laughs) So. Well, I think, like, taking on different opportunities, even if it's, like, out of your comfort zone, it's getting you well-rounded. You can't just be stuck in, like, I need to do this. Because you're going to be completely lost when it comes to other things. So, and it's, like, it's weird to say this, but I think having a job throughout college, too, and like retail and stuff really helped me become like the people person that I am. So I never thought that the good old days at finish line would pay off, but <laughs> here we are. And yeah, it, it really helps. helps. Yeah. It really helps. Yeah. And the connections that you make too, even like if you take an internship, I tell people all the time, I was like, okay, if you take an internship, if you hate it, one, at least you know you hate it and you're not going to do it for the yeah. rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And two, like I, especially in the world of sports, it's super small. So if you, you know, if you meet your boss, your supervisor, whoever, they guaranteed they know at least three other people mm-hmm. that might have something better that you would want to do more. So, um, yeah, I guess just, like, just do it because, honestly, like, once you kind of graduate and have to get out into the real world, like, you don't have, you know, maybe the not the financial option to do that, right? Like, when you're in college, like, everyone, it just expects you to be you're broke. So, like, student. go be broke <laughs> and go figure out what you want to do. So, um, yeah, I like I said, like, I, it worked for me. I'm, I know yeah. it worked for Jess, mm-hmm. and I don't think we're, like, the only people that like, – we're not, like, unicorn stories, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, just 
do it. Mm-hmm. Not to quote Nike or anything. Just but, do it. Yeah. Check. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, I do have a couple follow-up questions mm-hmm. that I thought of. Yeah. You had mentioned that your favorite thing about the job was like building the relationships and mm-hmm. getting to know people. Was it hard when you first started to sort of like start to build those relationships or what was that process like? Yes. So we had two reps before us that everyone was like, well, this person did this and they were so great and you need to do this. And we just were always compared to them. And it's great because like in the last two-ish, two, maybe three years, I haven't heard those names. So it's, it's fabulous to know that like what I'm doing and building those relationships has paid off. Um, yeah, so it was, it was definitely hard. Um, first off, like remembering everyone's names. I mean, to this day, I'm like, I know your face. I don't remember your name. But they don't even remember my name half the time, so it's fine. Like, it, it's just how it is. They're like, I forgot Jennifer, and I'm like, it's Jess. But it's close. close enough. You're fine. Right. Um, but yeah, it was definitely harder, but it just gets easier and easier. And the more that you show that you actually care and you make those connections and you remember anniversaries or birthdays or their child's name, or if you're like, hey, I know that you had mentioned that you wanted to do a bench visit. I have an opening. Like, do you want to do it this day? They're like, oh my gosh, thank you. Stuff like that really. I don't know, like, sets the tone that, like, they know we care and that I'm here for them and I'm going to be the rep to take care of them for this season and on. And that's one thing I try to stress, like, especially when I'm signing on even new people. Like, I'm your rep. Anything you need. Call me, text me, email me. I will help you with anything that you need throughout this season. Like, I'm serious. Just let me know. Like, I'm here for you. And they really like that because it's not – I'm not just your salesperson trying to get you in and I leave you. It's like, no. Like, what, what do you need? I'm here. And so it, it does get easier, and you learn, like, the, the tricks throughout the years. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure I was, like, a robot when I first started because mm-hmm. it's scary, and calls and talking to people isn't always the funnest. But, yeah, you definitely learn, and you learn what works for you. Mm-hmm. I would say that um, my counterpart that I work with, he is completely different than I am in the way that we sell and the way that we manage our, our clients. Um, but it works for him. He's a top salesperson. I'm second top salesperson, so we know what we're doing and we find what clicks. So, yeah. yeah. Do you guys, this is probably one of those questions that's like impossible to answer. Like a, a day to day, what does your day look like? Or maybe like on game day, what does your day look like? Maybe oh. that's easier. Mm. I would say, well, during the week, we start off with a big three. Um, so, our boss is very set on us having like the top three things that we want to accomplish every day. So we do that, we meet as a team, both on the group side and the season ticket member side, and we just go around and tell everyone what we plan on accomplishing today. Um, Sometimes that doesn't happen, things pop up, but depending on if it's in season or out of season, it's kind of different, summers can be slow. Mm -hmm. Um, I know in the summer we're always prospecting for new people, and in season we're doing a lot of game orders for the game that's coming up, or... Uh, we're emailing a lot of members. We have a weekly email that goes out to all our members, like keeping them in the know. And um, we email single game list people to contact us so they don't have to pay the fees and they get discounts. Um, so it's stuff like that. And game days are completely different. You can have a plan and it doesn't go that way. <laughs> I mean, the game can pretty much go that way because it's for the most part pretty structured and right. obviously like we know what we have to get done. Um, but it's a long day of you still have your office hours and then you go into game prep and then you have the game and then you execute everything that you have to do during the game. So for example, for me, it could be a bench visit or Zamboni rides or visiting mm-hmm. members in their seat to say hi, introduce yourself and stuff like that. And Brown has similar tasks as well. 
Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like in terms of, like, the season, <clears throat> it's, like, uh, the group side, we do, obviously, people that want to come out or in, like, a big group, so whether that's, like, a company or a family or just, like, a group of friends or anything like that, we coordinate that, so that deals with, like, regular group seats and also hospitality, and then outside of that, we also are the ones to schedule, like, fundraisers and, anth- or, like, national anthem performances and then, like, just other, like, in-game performances, whether it's, like, a dance team or anything of that nature. Um, so we kind of, like, dabble a little bit more into, like, the game ops world, like, game operational world, um, which is really cool because it gives us, like, a different experience on game day. So, like, for pregame, like, we're all downstairs. We're doing, you know, high five Valley. We're making sure our anthems get on the ice. We're doing holdbacks for the visiting team. And so um, there's that. And then in-game, there's also, like, uh, Jess and I, our departments kind of go back and forth in terms of, like, trying to find contestants and making sure, like, those get executed correctly. So there's kind of, like, a method to the madness on game day. But, um, yeah, and then on top of that, obviously, we're still, like, processing orders and, you know, making sure our people are happy, right? Like, um, you can't just, like, take their money and run. That's, right. like, not how the job <laughs> works. So um, just kind of trying to always be available if possible and um, – yeah, like just said, it makes for long days, but also kind of like echoing what I'd said earlier, like you can't do this job if you don't love it, right? You can't spend 80 hours doing anything if you aren't happy with it. Right. So um, yeah, it's it's really cool. I think every day is very different um, and each season is really different. So um, yeah, I guess like as of right now, that's what everything looks like. Ask me in a year. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way different yeah. yeah awesome well thank you guys so much for being here yeah, really thanks for asking you. yeah i hope you've enjoyed listening to pr hangover if you'd like you can give us a follow on twitter at gv underscore prssa and you can check out our show notes at gvprssa.com